0: Thank you for listening to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast, located here in Pasco, Washington, where lives are still being changed for Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy it. I want you to ask yourself a question. Ask yourself. A hundred years from now, will it even matter Amen? that I was born? Are the things I'm living for worth Christ dying for? And so in the Guinness Book of World Records, a man who eats glass, metal, and wood, he has eaten ten bicycles, a supermarket cart, and seven televisions. But the most amazing reason that he's known for Amen. Or to be remembered for is that he ate a sestinal, amen, light flying aircraft. And so after grinding it up and mixing it with food, that's how he spent the 15 most famous minutes of his life. Imagine him standing before God one day and the Lord asked him, what did you do with your life? His only answer will be, I ate an airplane. And so there's a woman in the Bible, amen, that she's remembered for something remarkable that she does in her life. And so the sermon this evening is a life worth remembering. She does something remarkable, and Jesus Christ takes notice of her, what she does. Let's read our scripture this evening, Mark 14, 8 through 9. She has done what she could. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her let's pray this evening god we pray that you would move by your power in your spirit lord god that our lives would count upon this earth lord god that we would re- be remembered lord god forgiving our lives for your kingdom laying it down lord god for your holy glory lord god that people may come to know you lord god for what we have established lord god in our lives lord god your presence lord god in jesus name we pray amen hallelujah and so a life worth remembering and so the question is this evening how will you be remembered what kind of legacy amen will, will you leave your family Amen. And so the gospel tells of a woman who lived a life worth remembering. And so Jesus was dining at the home of this man named Simon. And Simon was a leper. And so when the woman approached with an alabaster jar, amen, with costly perfume, she broke the jar and poured the perfume on Jesus' head and his feet. And so lovingly, amen, she wiped amen, his feet with perfume, amen, and wiped it with her hair, weeping as she did so. And so Jesus, amen, aware, amen, of what was to come, accepted it as his atonement for her, for his burial. And so others who were present, including the disciples, were bothered by what this woman did. Some questioned it was a waste of money. It was a waste of perfume, amen. It could have been sold to be given to the poor. And so in Luke seven thirty-eight, she stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with fragrant oil. And so in that one verse is a list of five things that she did for Jesus. And they all regarded His feet. She stood at His feet. She was waiting for Him. Amen. She was waiting, amen, to see what Jesus was going to do. She was there, amen, at Jesus' beck and call. She washed His feet, amen. How many of us know to wash somebody's feet takes humility, humiliation? Amen. And so she had a humble spirit. Amen. And she dried her hair. I mean, his feet with her hair. That also takes humiliation. Kissing his feet also. Amen. And she anoints his feet with this fragrant oil. And so Jesus was moved, amen, by this woman's compassion. Her worship, and he forever immortalized her. And thus our main scripture, 14, 9, says, Mark, whatever this gospel is preached, wherever this gospel is preached. In the whole world, this woman has what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Amen. And how many of us know that we, amen, can do something for Jesus? Not that we do something for Jesus, amen, for him to exalt us. Amen. But we do it with a willing heart. And so this woman's life became a memorable thing, amen, or a notable thing, amen, because, amen, not of what she did, but what she could do. She could have done many things, amen, but that's what she did. God will never ask you to do what you can't do. If he asks you for something, it just means He's already put it in you. He's put the ability, amen, for you to do what he's asking you to do. God will ask you many things. amen. I remember when God asked me or told me, amen, he, he didn't ask me. He told me, he says, you're going to preach. I said, no. But, you know, as I followed God, you know, this this was a strong pull upon my life. And I was like, okay, God, I believe you. And I trusted him. And don't insult God by telling him that you can't do it. Amen. And so this woman not only did what she could do, but she also did it in the face of criticism. Jesus host, amen, for the evening was a Pharisee. Luke 7.39 says this, This man, if he were a prophet, would know Amen. Who and what manner of woman this is touching him. For she is a sinner. Imagine her shame and her embarrassment. But I want to say it did not matter to her. While she was washing Jesus' feet. Amen. Others in the room called her a sinner. And so this was not news to her. She knew that she was a sinner. But isn't it amazing how many people will criticize you, amen, when you start doing something for Jesus. I remember, you know, in the beginning of of my salvation, I started doing something for Jesus. And you would see all the critics rise up and criticize me. Why are you going to that church so much? Why are you so committed? Why are you so devoted? Come to my church. They weren't inviting me to their church, amen, when, when I was out drinking. When I was out smoking, when I was out doing drugs, but all of a sudden they're inviting me to their church, and in my mind I was like, I don't want to go to, to your church because I know the way you live. And so her critics attacked her; they accused her. They said, "What are you? What you're doing is a waste." Still, she did what she could. Amen. In the ninth in nineteen. 50s amen Paul Anderson was a strong man in the strongest man in the world he was able to carry 6270 pounds on his back that's a lot of weight and so once he was asked were you ever a 90 pound weakling he replied yes when i was 4 years old <laughs> And so one day, he went to a church. Paul was moved to give his life to Christ while hearing the testimony of a quadriplegic. And so how about that? That strong man, the strongest man in the world was won over, amen, by a man considered to be, amen, a weak man. And so God used this weak man, the weakest man that he could find, Amen. Who was willing to do what God can do. I don't know if you've ever seen that, that guy. I don't know his name, but he he surfs and so he's missing amen, legs and his uh, arms. Amen. But he's an amazing preacher. He gives his testimony and you see this man preach. Amen. You see the faith of this man. And it's amazing. Amen. He's, he's touching. He's reaching people for Christ. Amen. And so let us do, amen. How many of us know that we have, amen, all our bodily functions? Let's do what we could do for Christ. And so for God to use you, you will have to pass the praise test and the criticism test. How do you pass these tests? And so you learn to give praise and criticism. You've received, amen, to God. How many of us know that sometimes people will criticize you? And sometimes people will praise you, amen, for what you do for Jesus. Amen. But we must be humble at heart, amen, when they praise us, amen. And we must give our criticism to Christ, amen. Put it in His hand. Let Him handle it. And so Jesus immortalized this woman because of her extravagant worship. She was worshiping Jesus, amen, with all of her heart. He was moved, amen, when she was broken, when she broke the alabaster uh, jar of expensive oil to atone his head and his feet. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says this, We have this treasure in earthen vessels. And so you and I are earthen vessels, and the treasures on the inside is our worship. Amen to God. Whatever we do, amen, how we live, how we walk, amen who we are amen in the kingdom of god is our worship to him and so people are going to know about your love for him amen there must be a brokenness in your life that's a constant thing amen that that i have amen in my relationship with god i'm like god i'm 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 a sinner under grace and i'm always thanking god I'm always saying to God, God, use my life. Amen. I need you. I know who I am. I know my shortcomings. Amen. And that's been 14, 15 years now. Amen. That I've been like that. Man, because God quickly reminds me who I am without him. And so just as this alabaster box was broken, we too must be broken in order to offer him praise. Many people will never, amen, live a life worth of remembering because they are not willing to be broken. They want to strut, amen. And so you don't have to be a super achiever or have an IQ, a high IQ, amen, to be used by God. You don't have to be amazingly talented to be used by God. All you have to do to be used by God is to be broken enough Amen. To pour out, amen, yourself unto Jesus Christ like this woman did. She poured out herself. And think about it. We're reading about her 2,000 plus years later. We're reading about this woman in the Bible because she came to Jesus Christ with a broken heart, with a broken spirit. And she was willing, amen, to give everything that she had to him. This was costly. Costly oil. Amen. It was a year's worth. Amen of uh, Of her savings think about this of her money. Amen It was a year's wage When I was when I was in Houston, Texas, I was making $60,000 a year think about me grabbing $60,000 a year and poured it all out into Jesus Christ and that's what this woman did Amen, she poured it all upon Jesus And so Jesus immortalized this woman in the scripture. But we have to remember always, amen, to keep in touch, amen, with God's spirit. In Luke 2, Mary and Joseph, amen, they were, amen, with their 12-year-old son, which was Jesus. They had been in Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. And so they were filled with religious activities for three days. Planned full of what had happened in the temple. Amen. They started their way back home. A day into their journey home, they noticed that Jesus was missing. I left Ava in the car when she was little. Me and my uh, buddy in the church went to go eat. My wife told me to take Ava and I left her in the car. And I remembered and I ran out quickly. But they but in our scripture, they're on their journey and they're a day without Jesus. Mary and Joseph frantically checked, amen, with all the relatives in their party, but Jesus was not found. And so the lesson, amen, here is that immediately after having such a tremendous spiritual feast, Mary and Joseph lost the presence, amen, of Jesus. Even as they traveled, amen, in a caravan with all these, their religious friends and relatives who have joined them in this religious exercise, they lost, amen, their personal presence with Jesus. And so even if you forget everything else, you must be, amen, very discerning so that you do not lose, amen, the personal presence of God's Spirit in your life. And so you cannot take, amen, his spirit for granted. And so when you're not in church or you're not in the temple, ask yourself, do you have, amen, his personal presence with you? Am I fellowshipping with him and taking him into my home? And so Joseph and Mary, amen, had Jesus with them in a temple, but they had lost him on the way home. Jesus doesn't just want to be in your church. He wants you to take him home, into your home, and into your daily life. Amen. And don't start for home and lose this personal presence of Jesus Christ. And so the most unlikely person to lose Jesus Christ was Mary, his mother. I question if anybody loved him and understood him as much as his mother did. She was, amen, with him all the time. But Mary lost him. How close she was to Jesus. Their very lives were intertwined together. And so she was a part of him, amen. She was a part, amen, of his everyday life. Yet she lost him. Although, amen, you may be very close to Jesus you must be very careful that you do not lose him not only did mary lose him she didn't even recognize this and so luke 2:44 says this supposing him to have been in the company so she thought amen the whole time that he was there with her that is dangerous amen with all of us we take too much for granted, amen. But we don't do that sometimes with our finances. We take nothing, amen, for granted, amen. We, we closely examine the books and the balance sheets, amen. But when it comes to our relationship with Christ, we get comfortable, amen, with merely assuming that He is occupying our space. Notice again that Mary and Joseph were, amen, among the religious people when they lost Christ. Not only Mary was the most unlikely person to lose him, not only did she lose him and not know it, but she lost him, amen, in the most unusual place where she didn't lose him in the theater, she didn't lose him in the casino, she didn't lose him in the club, She lost him in the temple. She lost Jesus Christ in the church. Among the holy things. Among, amen, the surroundings, amen, of the holy things. Mary and Joseph, amen, lived three days without him. And so they finally found Jesus Christ. They found him where they had lost him. They found him in the temple. And at first, when they came to Jesus, they blamed him. Jesus was very young at the time. And so they blamed Jesus Christ for losing him. But Jesus reminded them that he was in his father's house, the temple where they had left him. And so where did the prodigal son find his father? Exactly, amen, where he had left him, in the father's house. How many of us know that the prodigal son, he ran away from the father's house? And a lot of times we can run away, amen, from the father's house. In our spirit, amen, in our devotion to God. And so, you will find Jesus where you lost him. If you only go back, amen, he's ready, amen, to forgive. Hosea 14.4 says, I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, amen. And so we need God's Spirit to have a spiritual impact, amen. To leave, amen, a spiritual legacy upon this earth, amen. And I want my children, amen, to carry on, amen, the legacy that I have left for them. The way that I serve God, the way that I worship God, amen. I wanna leave that, amen, for them. And so the question is this evening, how will you be remembered? And what kind of legacy are you building, amen, for the future? Can I have every head bowed and every eye closed? You've just listened to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast located here in Pasco, Washington. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you come back for more.